0: Welcome everybody to a new episode of the SuperOffice podcast. This is the podcast where you can hear stories from the inside of SuperOffice and from the outside of SuperOffice. And I'm inviting guests to the studio and uh, this season is uh, everything in English and um, I hope you really like it. My name is hans Christian Gronsneth, I am your host. And if you have any questions or um, ideas on guests, then please send me an email to hc at superoffice.com. It's Friday, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to a new episode of the Superoffice podcast. Uh, my guest today is also a, a friend of uh, the Superoffice family. He works uh, in his own company now, and it's going to be exciting to hear his uh, story, how he uh, he formed or why he formed this company. And uh, we're going to talk uh, most on a new topic, uh, which I think is very relevant to all you CEOs, uh, sales, service, marketing uh, in order to uh, get the grips or uh, overview of how your business is doing. And the theme is something uh, Einar calls uh, data-driven business performance. And, um, well, without further ado, let me just introduce uh, you, Einar. Welcome to the studio. This time you're in uh, Oslo, and I'm in Oslo, but we're not sitting in the same room. Welcome. Thank you
1: very much, hans Nice to be here. Even if you're, if you're not in the same room, but uh, this is oh, time and age for digital uh, communication.
0: That is so true. Have you ever been on a podcast before I night?
1: No, this is my first time. I've listened to some of them, of course, but uh, never been in one. So this is exciting.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for, for joining the show. And uh, I'm very excited because this is a topic that, uh, you know, lies my heart very close and... Uh, it's all about uh, striving for uh, for growth and success and trying to get people uh, involved in the business they work in. And, and you know, just to start out with a fam- very famous quote, uh, which is from Peter Dricker, and he says, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Is that relevant for your business, i Yeah,
1: <laughs> very much so. Uh... I think uh, time is passed when you can uh, manage uh, any organization really based on instinct and gut feeling, so you have to have some facts into this, and of course that's what we do when we uh, in business analyze as well, because uh, measuring uh, both kPIs and metrics is an important uh, thing of what we really do
0: yeah, sounds good, but before we go into this uh the topic, just uh Give us a brief overview of who I is and uh, a short story, uh, the journey that uh, where it started and where you are today.
1: Yeah, I can do so. Um, I've almost uh, thirty years now in the software business industry, and uh, I started in uh, nineteen ninety with the, the in the CRM uh, industry, uh, starting as company called Raider Software. Uh, we had uh, a Ethereum system for large companies and uh, was a pretty good competitor for SuperOffice, I think, because uh, 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 SuperOffice bought us in uh, the end of uh, eight, 98, I think it was. So I worked uh, in SuperOffice for some years and uh, in 2002, uh, we uh, decided to uh, start Business Analyze. Because we wanted to show uh, all the customers that had entered data into the CRM system what they can really get out of it, and that was the, one of the reasons that we started business life
0: I see that's that's interesting, and uh, and it's really nice how some of these spinoffs uh, from a big company like SuperOffice uh, uh, goes into their own businesses. Uh, and then uh, really have a close cooperation uh, both ways.
1: Mm-hmm. That is very much so. And we love, uh, love the SuperOffice CRM system because we don't have any data. I'll come back to that later. We, so we depend on the data the customers have. And the reason I say this, it's not because you work there, but because there, there's a lot of good data inside the CRM systems, which uh, are branded
0: SuperOffice. And yeah.
1: this, it's not a sales pitch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's like you say that you know there's a lot of data lying around, and uh, up to recently, I don't think uh, many companies actually think about the value of their data uh, in the in the larger context because all these data are are traces of uh, and and can give patterns and it can say a lot about uh, future uh, rewards and risks and um, you know. Business Analyze is actually taking some of that data and uh, making some magic uh, to help businesses transform.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I think data is now regarded as the new natural resources, one of the new natural resources in the world. Uh, And to to give you a fun fact, uh, I found some statistics uh, saying that uh, it would take one person approximately 181 million years to download all the data from the internet now uh, with a download speed of 46 million bits per second. second. (laughs) So there's really a lot of data in there. And I think uh, a business's data is critical to its success because budget, operating income, leads, leads, conversation rates, pipeline performance and so on. Uh, Regardless of your line of business, Tracking is tracking your data is important and it pays off.
0: Yeah. So so this is uh, you know you you have, uh, you're talking to to managers uh, all the time and what is the trending topics or the, the, the key problems or uh, or pains they want to to solve uh, with uh, you know this data driven business performance?
1: I think uh, the most common denominator here is uh, growth. Everybody has. Uh, their boards on their necks to have more growth. And so, revenue and top line focus is uh, what we do most. So, we say we are kind of a control center for revenue growth in some ways.
0: Yeah. And, and you measured, you know, you said something about KPI and, and metrics. So, so, revenue, top revenue growth would be a KPI for the company, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And there's, yeah. that, uh, that's good you mentioned this because there's, we try, we try to differ the two uh, so that KPIs, key performance indicators, are uh, end goals. And if they are, and, and reporting towards those, so it's odd, what are the goals and are they being met? Uh, and we try to show the progress of these goals co- uh, and objectives. So KPIs, um, these are, the kind of, uh, for instance, revenue, it could be EBITDA, it could be monthly recurring revenue, and so on. So this is the overall most important kind of metrics, if you can say that, we call them KPIs.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, then, but, yeah. yeah, and then what would be the, the metric? Because you, you divide between KPIs and metrics.
1: Yeah, that's kind of more the, the focus on the actions that lead to the results. Uh, for instance, how many phone calls do a person take in order to get a meeting and how many meetings do you need to get a um, sale and so on. So the number of meetings and number of telephone calls, they are kind of more of what we call metrics then.
0: Yeah. So in order to move opportunity through the sales funnel, you need to do certain amount of of activities. Yeah. Uh, Yeah uh but but i'm sure you know the, these are uh, hard facts numbers right but but you know in order to to uh to succeed in sales you you need quantity and you need quality uh is quality yeah. part of this uh, part as well
1: yeah very often and and uh Uh, since we are talking about sales then uh, and uh, when many of our customers are uh, focusing on the top line as I said and and obviously then many of our users are sales leaders or sales managers and uh, they they are set to lead the most optimistic part of the workforce and of course in order to lead this group there are a lot of must-have metrics in order to do so.
0: Yeah. Uh, Uh, and typical uh, typical metrics uh, for that purpose.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, if you say the, the KPI would be uh, revenue towards a budget. Yeah. And and uh, the most common metric to know uh, to to measure is the pipeline and and focusing what to close in the month or the period you're in. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: but if you do only that. Uh, It could go uh, well for a month or two, but then you will be in the death valley, so to speak, because even uh, experienced sales reps have a tendency to to forget to refill their pipeline. So one of the things we often suggest is that they also measure what's coming into the pipeline. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. an, An example of that, I could take that if I may. Yeah, Sure. Yeah, um, because if uh, you have a budget for 100,000 a month, and you tend to have, and the, and the uh, win rate you have is uh, 33%, you have to refill your pipeline with almost three times the budget value you have. That will mean 3 300,000 approximately. And you also, it's not enough to measure that amount, but you also need to have uh, measure the number of cases, because if you refill with 300,000 and it's just in one case, the risk is too high. And we also uh, measure not, well, not uh, just the safety measures you have to have in going into your pipeline, but we also could, could uh, measure and set up safety margins for what, what's in the pipeline at the end of a given time. Mm.
0: that's right so so when when people start looking at systems like this is it because they're sort of losing track of it or is it because they feel that they're not uh reaching their budget over time and they feel that uh, you know sales processes are are not aligned so it differs very uh, between salespeople, or what is actually their key uh the key driver for for um, getting more into this
1: I think um, many times they want to have uh, to build a fact-based based uh, company culture that everybody uh, runs towards the same target, and visualize, visualizing visualizing uh, these metrics and the targets uh, help them to focus and go make everybody go in the same direction. Mm.
0: And, and is there any difference between management? Uh... Uh, needs and uh, middle management, and then actually the the people who enter the data and uh, work with the uh, with the leads and processes
1: uh, uh, we, we try to say that uh, some of the metrics and some of the kPIs should obviously be the same on all the dashboards or the big screens or how it 's visualized of course but, but but what we see that is Uh, management uh, focuses on the organization and how they reach their goals and how the processes are done. But the sales reps they are uh, tend to have data towards the customer base and see what opportunities are in there and so on if they have uh, portfolios and so so on. So they have a market view of things but the internal organization also tend to have an organizational internal view of things.
0: Yeah. And when it all comes to, for instance, uh, that you mentioned it, you have to fill up your pipeline, and then that goes into the marketing department, uh, because most likely they are responsible for uh, for uh, getting uh, interest uh, through SEO, search engine optimization, and you know attract the right prospects uh, to to get uh, interested in uh, in the companies. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, do you see this silos, or are people now working more together uh, in your opinion they're
1: more working more together because uh, uh, everywhere I turn they are defining buyer journey and customer journeys, yeah. so they see the whole picture and not the silo perspective mm. did very often earlier yeah. and, but but uh what we see here uh, because um, you mentioned this, uh, the marketing department here, uh, the GDPR that uh, went last summer. Yeah. Uh, I think very, and we also measure that and and we see that many companies now are very good to uh, enter the right uh, consents and uh, register carefully the new persons into their CRM systems. But uh, one thing that is concerning us, which we, what we see around, is that the number of uh, marketing consent that has to be given uh, willingly from the uh, and, and from the persons, that number is going sky high, and that will be a problem because you soon will not be able to, to uh, get invites out for events. You cannot uh, email them with the uh, new offerings and so on. Yeah. If business is not
0: uh, alert on this, yeah. So, so just for for the readers, I'm I'm sure everybody knows about it. But GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation, that was mm-hmm. introduced uh, first of May. Was it 2018, wasn't it? Last year, yeah. And uh, and it really. Uh, uh, <laughs> it really pushed companies to get control of of the data and customers need to consent. Uh, That's the basic uh, rule there. And of course, if you don't set up the consent, when you actually grab uh, the the customer on a form on the website and stuff, then it's very difficult to get that consent afterwards. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's right. And that's what you're talking about. If you, if you have a growing number of people in uh, a company or uh, company database you yep. see that the number of people with not having consented yet is rockety, rocket, rocket, uh, or skyrocket.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because the, because the, the marketing event, the marketing consent. Sorry, has yeah. to be voluntary, and you cannot uh, tick off anything and just they just approve. They have to tick uh, the consent of them, or themselves, and, and this number has to be dealt with, and it, and, the, and the, each company have to deal with this. Uh, but they have to set it on the agenda and and discuss how can they get this number down so that the, the marketing can reach out with their
0: messaging. Yeah. So so you see a, a growing interest or a, su- a surprising uh, <laughs> people are getting surprised about the numbers when they see them. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So that would up. be a yeah. typical metric uh, to to follow closely on the on the marketing side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so that's uh, one trend. So we talked about, uh, you know, top line growth, which is uh, important. All companies want to grow. Uh, that's uh, quite natural. You mentioned some of the GDPR as a, a trending topic where mm-hmm. also uh, this type of analytics can help. Uh, mm-hmm. What about the other thing? You mentioned something to me before we went live here uh, about the recurring uh, revenue business. Yeah, and that's uh,
1: because uh, lots of traditional uh, business out there, of course, but also uh, many starting to uh, enter into the subscription economy. Uh, and uh, what we see is that uh, some of the traditional business metrics uh, fail to capture the key factors that drives fast performance, which is software as a service. Uh, is this the time of the line of company that we run ourselves?
0: Yeah. Because, so, what kind of metrics yeah. would you say would be very important?
1: It's uh, first and foremost our north star KPI for yeah. our company, at least, is uh, monthly recurring revenue or annual recurring revenue.
0: Yeah. So that is actually the committed subscription uh, for each customer. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of uh, subscription economy out there. Uh, all the health studios, among others. And, and, we, and we have a very uh, exciting uh, cooperation now with a, a venture company called Viking Venture. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, portfolio companies that all are SaaS companies. And uh, the way they measure and help their the company they're investing in uh, is very interesting to be a part of because there are a lot of uh, very exciting uh, um, metrics there. Obviously, churn is one of them. Uh, uh, Lifetime value of customers and so on, and there's a lot of new metrics uh, surfacing. And one of the newest ones that I just uh, came across uh, the other day is the Rule of Forty.
0: Okay, what's that?
1: Yeah, it's a term it's um, rule to analyze the health of a software SaaS business, and takes yeah. into consideration the most uh, important metrics, uh, which is growth yeah. and profit, and the yeah. and the rule. Uh, or the formula behind this is uh, growth rate in percent plus yeah. profit or ABTA in percent, yeah. and this should be 40 or more, and then you're healthy. If you're not, that you then you must look into things and things. So. Okay, <laughs> that was yeah. not good English, but no. I, I
0: yeah. think you need to send me that formula so I can add it onto the show notes uh, afterwards. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just came across <laughs> it the other day, and I thought it was very uh,
0: interesting. So that. Yeah the way you say is yeah. typical. It's like uh, the growth in annual recurring yeah. revenue. Yeah, of that's course, the, that's, that's key. The most. Uh, and then you have the churn rate, which actually states how many customers you lose in a year. Yeah. Uh, because if you have a high churn rate, you just have to sell a lot to new customers. So having a low churn rate indicates that you keep your companies uh, as a customer and uh, hopefully they grow. So it's a good sign for a, for a company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, and then you have the life uh, time value, which of course increases all the time. As as, uh, as if you don't, if you have little churn, you have a longer uh, lifetime value. Yeah, that's well, also right. Yeah, it was uh, you. You mentioned it because a lot of people, you know, it's not only software companies, but you have you know subscription for newspapers. You have uh, all kind of. I heard a car company, Polestar. They, they're not selling their cars. They're hiring it out as a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, actually, I started uh, my first uh, downhill skiing for the season. And uh, it's the slope in Oslo. And you can, day pass, you, you have to buy a monthly recurring subscription. Oops. So, so <laughs> yeah. SaaS has a totally new different meaning. It's not software as a service, but it's ski as a service. And it was yeah. so cool. And I, I checked it out, and, and they actually improved their sales by 40% in a year by going away from the the old uh, model yeah. to the new business model. 40% a year. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's adopting to different industries.
1: Yeah. And I also saw uh, the other day that the Tesla is starting to charge for, uh, have subscriptions on their internet connections. They have an ordinary package and a professional package, I thought it was, they
0: think. Yeah. So they also start with the recurring business. Yeah, I mean, uh, the more you can put onto a customer base uh, and you can start small. So, so I really encourage all type of companies to, to investigate it and uh, try to convert their uh, products into services because that's what uh, the future brings for very, very many. And of course, in that, you get more data and you get more contact with your customers. Uh, because yeah. the, the, you mentioned customer journey, you really need to understand uh, what customers are using, or buying, or experiencing throughout the whole customer uh, journey. Yeah. yeah okay. So stuff. these are uh, yeah. So, so these are three three topics that uh, you hear a lot from. Well, one other topic, you know, uh, this is sort of a top down approach, but uh, but are are you transforming? Is your experience that by Adding this is not just another of um, uh, measurement, but it's actually helping companies and users and salespeople to, to transform. Do they think it's motivating or is it just like the top performers loves it and the uh, middle and the low performer hates it? Or how does that grow the company?
1: No, I think uh, many have liked it, but it, uh, many of our customers also use, uh, put up uh, results on big screens on, on mobile phones. So it's available for everybody at all times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's important what you put up there because uh, in my experience, it's not just the kids that wants to be seen. Everybody also good and grown up men like myself wants to, uh, to shine in, uh, from time to time and be seen and, and uh, when, once you uh, put someone up there and just not put the, the top up uh, at all times, uh, set up teams, for mm. instance, against each other, It's a good thing. And, and also uh, we have, uh, I have to tell you about this, we have uh, what we call an electronic sales bell that yep. uh, goes off when every time uh, order is entered into the CRM system. And it uh, plays uh, some seconds with I feel good, or sometimes it's uh, 10 seconds of uh, Pink Floyd money. Yep. And I can assure you that when this, uh, I have an example, uh, one of the chair producers in Norway started yeah. to use this. And the first uh, week, they know that uh, the big skin was also outside the CEO's office. And this yep. is a company that has uh, offices all around Europe. But the first uh, month they were using this uh, sales uh, bell on top of the Mm -hmm. CRM system, they increased their uh, revenue with 30%. (laughs) Yeah. And and that was a a, very good thing, but it was also telling me that they were sandbagging something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So they
1: had paid for later, but they couldn't help themselves. They wanted to to, uh, get up and uh, be celebrated. So it works. And it it works. Yeah.
0: And I guess the the salespeople who sells they can still go and do the manual bell, right? Because that's uh, yeah, yeah, important for them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. and and competition and gamification is a good thing to to uh, emphasize the uh, and the kind of uh, conduct uh, you want to have oh. the kind of activities you want to uh, share on.
0: Yeah, because uh, going back to Peter Drucker, I mean, you can measure everything, but you can also measure the wrong things, like you say. And uh, and if you measure the wrong thing over time, you need to be sort of uh, maybe um, changing. You have to be aware of this because some people don't do things, certain behavior because you're not measured on it. And and now you really want everybody to pitch in because it's uh, the customer journey is not only the salespeople. A lot of people uh, are involved in actually uh, all the steps until the signing of a contract, for instance
1: yeah right.
0: yeah so and, but, but you mentioned the, you mentioned that the teams uh, of course could could get that if you measure teams and have team targets and so forth
1: that's right and and I think uh, the most important thing is to to uh every company I know have defined strategies and goals and and uh, you should pick out the ones that you want to. Uh, safeguard and have extra focus on, and those are the ones you should start to measure and select the KPIs and metrics, identify the data sources and so on, and have yeah. a visualizations and follow up, coach and motivate them.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, these gives uh, ideas on how to to motivate and coach because that's part of the reaching the goals.
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's right. And and one of the things I see that. Uh, once you have done this with one KPI or, and some metrics, you tend to want to have this in a lot of them. And it's not uh, always a good thing to, to measure too many metrics at one time. Then you don't get the focus. So start with some and add as, as uh, soon as you're up and really have a metric, then you can add the next one. Mm. Don't take too many uh, to start with. Mm. So yeah can do, or two yeah, more can do. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah but now you now you're getting into the the recipe or tips on how to get started with the k p i measurements uh, so so what are the the basic tips for for doing this to if if you're not on top of it where would you start and a uh, project like that
1: yeah. uh, and uh, we have, we uh, started with a workshop where 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 we listen to the to the goals the company have? If, if it's, um, if it's um, for instance, uh, you want to have growth then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello? Hello, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, then you say, where should the growth come from? Is it uh, you're going to sell more to new customers? You're going to have more from existing customers? Uh, Are you going to uh, prevent churn or are you going to um, measure the sales processes in order to get them more effective? That's how you uh, divide the KPI, which is the revenue uh, increase, into metrics that you can measure and do something about. Mm. And uh, we see that um, it helps. You asked me about that uh, earlier, but uh, I just uh, picked out a few statements from, uh, from some of the customers using this kind of solution. Yeah. And I see that uh, the sales director of Brock called Bjørnar Tetterud, they see that they improved sales forecasting and accuracy to within 98% every month. And he says that uh, dashboards are the first thing I check in the morning. I have full view of units and are coming for sale. Which one are listed and when they are sold? And and I, many of our customers and customers using these kind of solutions report uh, very good figures in terms of uh, accuracy and saving time on the reporting. And always are up to speed and can take and take good decisions of what they see and they can rely on their data. And we also uh, see that data quality is improving once they are up there and people see that what they enter into their systems really matter. And other people in the organizations depend on what they are entering. So they take the extra minute to do the job properly.
0: Yeah, and when you do the job properly and on a regular basis and you measure on it and you show it in your sales meetings and... Stuff like that. Then people really have to be up to date on their uh, data because uh, you, long gone are the days where you use Excel on the side to to update your pipeline. You need to have everything inside the one system.
1: Yeah, you don't mm. have any time to to use a lot of time and spend a lot of time and effort in gathering data. You have to be able to analyze them right away and do act on facts, as you said earlier in this
0: uh, podcast. Mm. Yeah. So when you get when you get the data, what is your experience on people using the data in their uh, development of sales teams, uh, for instance? Uh, are there any key takeaways on that? Uh, or is it, uh, or is it used for that to improve it's quality?
1: Used. Yeah, it's used for that. And, 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 uh, and I also say uh, in, in just a, uh, how how we can help improving a sales team? Yeah, I, I, I for for good um, metrics that goes directly into sales production, if you can call it that. Uh, and we actually me, uh, can measure sales velocity because oh. it's the four figures that, or metrics that are important. That's the number of opportunities closed in the period. It's the hit rate. Uh, it's the average order amount, and it's the lead time, how many days do you use to, to close a case from, you get it from the marketing side and you have closed it. And those four figures, uh, they have a, a tremendous impact on the results. Uh, we have a car dealer that has an uh, um, um, average order amount for 370000 if, and they had the lead time 407 days. And if they just managed to reduce their lead time with six percent, they actually had a three million Norwegian crowns impact for each sales rep each year. Yeah. And so of no sales reps. So that, yeah. so it, it it's uh it's very uh have a very large impact. Mm.
0: So, so um, you have to, of course, use the data, and then you have to break it up, and then you have to say, okay, yeah. what elements can we improve? And then you have your tactics and your training of people, and it all comes back to if you want to improve or increase your order uh, volume uh, or it, deal size, I mean, then yeah. you might have to attract other potential customers than you do today, and it has an impact on your marketing strategy as well. So it all fits yeah. together, uh, yeah. the numbers.
1: That they do, and uh, and those four metrics. Uh, if you choose one that quarter to have focus on, you can have uh, the seasons of Vivaldi. <laughs> so <laughs> take take one each quarter.
0: Yeah, because it all is about uh, engaging uh, your employees and uh, get buy-in, and actually so that they feel this is interesting, not just looking at the end number, but looking at the stuff that makes the number over time. Yeah. That's right.
1: So uh, my best uh, uh, suggestion is if you want something to happen, start measuring it.
0: Yeah. And then measure a few important uh, things. You mentioned, uh, I like that you said that your North Star metric, I mean, that's not very common in Norway. Uh, I've been talking about it a couple of times, but that's what is your North Star metric in uh, business analysis, know. Oh,
1: without doubt, it's uh, the MRR, because uh, the ARR is the annual part of the MRR, <laughs> the annual recurring uh, business, yep. because uh, since we uh, entered the Sky and uh, had the crowd offering from 2016, it has been an adventure. And we, oh, that is the overall focus we have, that's to increase the annual recurring revenue. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess...
0: I guess uh, that's a good sort of internal metric, but uh, if you switch that from the outside and in, what does that mean for your customers?
1: Uh, They mean that uh, we have to be very adequate for them. We have to give them value for money because uh, what's easy with the cloud offering is easy to enter it, but it's very easy to stop using it as well. So if we don't uh, give people value for money, they will stop using your product. So yeah. it's very good for the customers to have a cloud offering because you have to stay relevant and stay up to date and give them value for money to stay
0: on with. The... Yeah, so then you have the nice uh, uh, mapping of the uh, customer success and uh, your own growth in uh, any any business sort of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, you have some good tips as well. Is, is there one thing that you want to sort of... Uh, have us to remember what is the most important uh, takeaway, Anna, when you move in, when companies uh, move into uh, measuring uh, data? Yeah,
1: you have to follow up on it. And if you don't inspect, don't expect. And uh, there's an uh, Irish uh, mathematics uh, and uh, uh, Lord, I think it was, uh, his name was Lord Calvin. He said, In God we trust, all others must bring data. <laughs>
0: okay that's a very good uh, punchline and uh, and advice in the end Um, okay I think uh, I mean my watch now is uh, 35 minutes I think that's both the perfect uh, size for this podcast I want to thank you for bringing your um, uh, thoughts and uh, wisdom into the podcast and I'm really sure that our listeners will enjoy it as well
1: thank you for having me it's very nice to be with you today
0: Okay, and then I'll uh, invite you back uh, for some uh, other topics. There are things we didn't cover today, for instance, how to uh, uh, make sure that service organizations uh, use data in the right way as well. But that could be a topic for the the other podcast, I know. Yes, very much so. Okay, thanks then, and uh, have a nice uh, evening. Thank you the same. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what a great uh, conversation with uh, Einar Gunil from uh, Business Analyze. I really hope you enjoyed the show, that it gave you something to think about. And um, feel free to uh, share this uh, episode. And uh, if you like it, I would be happy if you could uh, go in and um, give us a comment or a rating on Apple Podcaster. Don't remember to, uh, or don't forget, I should say, to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player. So, thank you for now. Have a great evening. Uh, My name is Hans uh, Christian Gronstedt from SuperOffice and uh, see you next time.